0: As the state progresses forward with the reopening of the economy, we wanted to update our audience on how such changes will impact us and how we can stay safe. Dr. Nadine Bakazi sat down with us to answer our questions for this COVID-19 update. Welcome to The Daily Diagnosis, a healthy lifestyle podcast provided by Ogden Clinic. We're your prescription for health-centered conversation, stories, and advice. I'm Parker Shaw, and with the help of my team and featuring the talented providers of Ogden Clinic, you'll reach a positive prognosis for your podcast addiction by listening to the daily diagnosis. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We're back with Dr. Nadine Bakazi, one of our providers for Ogden Clinic, and we are here with this weekly update with COVID 19. Dr. Bakazi, thanks for joining us today.
1: Always, it's enjoyable. Thanks.
0: Thank you so much. Okay, so we want to just dive right in. We've seen a lot of progression since we've talked last, and we wanted to start off with just kind of a question that's focused primarily on Utah. Um, One thing that Governor Herbert has said is that we're making significant headway with COVID-19 and the battle against it. And how would you say things are looking for Utah currently?
1: Yeah, no, that's a good question. You know, we've stayed uh, in a pretty good situation here. We have seen a relative peak, uh, nowhere near uh, some of the East Coast states like New York and New Jersey, which have seen a really fulminant spike. We haven't seen that here. Uh, it's been pretty, kind of, pretty much slow and steady in Utah. The amount that we've seen has been pretty consistent, Salt Lake and Summit counties being the top counties, but in Davis and Weber, Weber we've not uh, come anywhere near to exhausting any of the resources. Hospitals stay open. Uh, there have been a few sporadic cases. I think on the last count, there's uh, 3,400 cases in Utah with 34 deaths, which gives us a mortality of about 1%. But actually, when you look at some of the recent data, Parker, it looks like we're really underestimating the number of people that have actually been exposed. Uh, some data out of New York and Los Angeles look like we're only getting about a ten of the people. Uh, on the data site. So we could have as many, much as 10 times more people exposed. So that really would drop down the mortality to where we think it should be, which is about uh, two or three times the rate of the flu, maybe a little bit higher, but, but not 20 times or 50 times.
0: Okay. Well, that's great to hear. Um, And I know that speaking of data, one of the things that's been anticipated is that there would be a large spike um, with the numbers in Utah um, sometime this week, maybe next week, a little early next week. Um, What is looking, is that looking like that's going to happen? Are we following that trend? What does the data look like according to that?
1: Early news is that the data is going to look better than the spike. It looks like we've blunted that peak, Um, and a lot of the hospitals and even the governor are expecting that we're going to start reopening sometime in the first week in May is what it looks like to us. In fact, so much so that some of the elective surgeries are opening up next week. So I think that even the people at the state level are not as concerned as maybe they were a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, mortality, as we discussed before, lags behind cases. So we are seeing a little bit of an uptick in mortality versus what we saw before. But Utah continues to be one of the leaders in the nation for mortality, uh, with 10 cases per 1 million population of of deaths versus New York, which is 1,000 per million. It's 100 times more likely to die from a case in New York than in Utah. So it could be that they have a more severe virus strain or it could be that their resources may be tapped a little bit more where people aren't getting as great of the care. But a uh, shout out to Michael Hall, Dr. Hall, who you did a great interview with. He's doing a yeoman's job out there and really doing patriotic service, taking care of patients. But even he described that the numbers of ventilated patients are dropping in New York. So I think we're doing better than we thought we'd be.
0: Good, well that's great to hear. And you mentioned things reopening and that's been something that's been at the forefront of everybody's minds recently. Um, And I know there's a lot of opinions out there. Sometimes people say it's too soon or sometimes people think that it needs to happen today. with things reopening, I know there's a lot of things to consider. Um, one thing that's kind of been floating around the Internet and I've heard a lot about in our different groups is that sometimes people think that maybe it is too soon. And if we open things, we might see another spike come June if things, if things change. What are your thoughts about that?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Very, very uh, I- insightful question. Um, the way I see it is how you open. Right. I don't think it's going to be opening that everything's back to the way it was. I think you have to be careful. Uh, Big congregations such as church gatherings, sporting, athletic events. I think we got to be very careful because we don't want to see those events cause an uptick in the numbers in a great way. But I think you can selectively open with good consideration to hand washing, making sure we keep social distancing if we can reopen in a very measured way, I think we're going to achieve the results we want and then slowly get back to our normal behavior.
0: Perfect. Thank you for that. Yeah, I agree. I know it's not going to be just a rush back to normalcy, but I think, you know, taking into consideration that things will be different, but making positive progression forward is important. Um, And I think it'll be very interesting to see what the next few weeks look like, like you mentioned with the first of May as some things are starting to open with that first phase, what that will kind of look like for everybody. So yeah, I think each day we're learning more and more on how this will be and um, it's kind of
1: exciting times like we mentioned. And just to Um, reassure the population, Parker, is that even in what we considered a peak, we were nowhere near exhausting the resources. So unless there's going to be a really a big uptick much more than we expect I really expect we're going to have broad uh, ability to have resources at the hospitals Uh, And as you know, there's been some progression in some of the treatments out there that are now starting to gain traction One of them being rendesivir which is not FDA approved yet So all we've been doing is buying time, but I think it's been in our advantage
0: Perfect. Yeah, thank you for adding that. I appreciate that Okay, so kind of along with that you mentioned that some elective surgeries are becoming available. What does that mean and how, how does this help the medical community with those becoming available?
1: Sure. We still have some urgent cases of people where they have to be diagnosed or treated for cancer issues uh, or let's say more urgent cases that are being pushed to the forefront. We're still asking the ones that are elective that can wait six weeks to wait a little bit longer. But we're able to prioritize and get the more urgent cases done now in a in a much more efficient way. I think people have been very patient, holding off, but the ones that really need surgery are now able to get it. So I really see it as a prioritization.
0: Perfect. Well, that's great. And I think that is a really positive step forward for the medical community and just allowing people to get the help that they need, for sure. Um, I want to ask kind of a follow-up question to that other question about Things opening up again. And I know that you mentioned a couple of different things, such as avoiding large sporting events or big groups. What are some other things that Utah should take into consideration as we move into this first phase of reopening the
1: economy for Utah? Yeah, great question. So number one, anyone who's still at risk population, diabetes, hypertension, heart disease, older population, they really should really still stay quarantined and and reserved from seeing people. Um, If you are going to see loved ones, grandparents like that, you want to make sure to have masks on, strict hand washing, those kind of things. But I would be very careful with that population still, because those are the ones we know from the data that's out there that are really going to have mortality issues if they do get infected. Um the second step is just very good common sense. Wearing a mask around people, don't go to work if you're sick, try to keep some distance with the numbers of people you're around. So sure, we'll just jump back so common sense in the future which will bolster square for influenza A season and a possible second peak of this. It's really just good hand washing making sure not to go out with a cough when you've been sick, stay away from people, Um, those things will really minimize this threat. And I I really think it's going to change life in that way that we're going to become much more socially conscious of how how we're feeling with respect to others. I just think that that's part of being a good citizen in the future.
0: Yeah, definitely. I agree. I think I myself even have been very relaxed in the past and maybe treating sickness pretty lightly and I think this has taught us a big lesson of how we should respect you know things that are out of our control which is sometimes the virality of a disease and how it's able to transfer without us being able to really control that so um, I'm glad that we're able to learn these lessons Um, are there any other points you'd like to cover with maybe something we might have overlooked or missed another potential blind spot perhaps
1: Yeah, I mean, the only other blind spot would be just watching out for a second peak, right? I think that the the warmer summer months are going to get people outdoors, which is actually a good thing. I think that the reason that traditionally influenza propagates in the winter is the close confines as well as the cold weather. So I think weather is going to be on our side by getting people spread out and dispersed, doing more outdoor activities. We also have to be aware of the unintended consequences of social isolation. There are a lot of people who can't see loved ones. They can't see uh, friends and and other relatives that could be impactful upon them from a depression sense. And we don't want to see a spike in in depress- depression and social isolation. We gotta keep aware of that as well. There's always unintended consequences of quarantining people. So I think the summer months are gonna bode well for Utah and then just being careful in the fall and winter. But there's nothing earth shattering out there. I think Utah's have dealt with it well when you look at the numbers across the nation. We're one of the star five star states for sure. And I think just keeping uh, doing what we're doing, being socially conscious. But I think some of your messaging has helped out, maybe dispelling some fears and myths and just being a good communication. I think that all helps, too.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I'm really glad that you brought that up, because I've, I've been seeing that a little bit more. And I know just even from a personal standpoint, that it is very difficult to be be isolated. I, I myself haven't seen my, my own family in person for or gotten together with them for over a month and a half. And it's been very, very difficult. So I can understand why people who are dealing with mental health and other things like we've talked about on previous episodes with other providers, how that would really impact them and how it just is very difficult. So I think you know we're grateful for the warm weather and that things are warming up and looking up um but even so you know it's important to keep an eye out for people and make sure that people still are able to have those connections as they can um well thank you so much for all that you've shared dr bakazi um is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap things up
1: no just to continue the good spirits among Utahns, we're doing a great job, and fortunately for us, we have not seen the peak as Mike Hall uh, described in New York. It's a really different situation. We're very blessed and fortunate in some ways. Our blessings go out to those who have uh, suffered from this, but at the same time, I think we've done a good job at keeping isolated and being respectful of others. And I think it's really dropped the numbers. What could have been a really high uh, numbers season in Utah, really we were able to mitigate that. So it looked really good. I just think I'm very proud to be Utah and we've done our job here.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, like you said, thank you again to all those people that are serving on the front lines, if not here in Utah, out abroad, or in another state. We really appreciate all your efforts and everybody that's been working towards helping us progress and move forward with this. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Bakazi For more information about anything related to the coronavirus that we've hit on in the past or that we'll continue to cover as we see progression in the next few weeks, you can visit us at OgdenClinic.com. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode not, of the Daily care. Diagnosis. Thanks, everybody. We're so happy that you joined us today. If you would like to find more information about Ogden Clinic, our providers or locations, visit us at OgdenClinic.com. If you're listening today from Apple Podcast app, make sure you leave us a review or subscribe so you can receive more information about the different episodes that we post. We love getting feedback from our audience. So those reviews are priceless to us if you also would like to shout us out on social media our instagram handle is at ogden clinic you can also send us a dm if there's a topic that you would like our providers to cover and we really look forward to hearing from you we post episodes weekly so tune in next week and we can't wait to be with you again have a great week